Communications disruption can mean only one thing. What's this? Welcome to Home One Hangout, where as soon as Akbar and the gang leave the briefing room, we take over to talk about all things Star Wars. Hello, what have we here? This is where the fun begins. The most impressive. I like this thing. What you brought me today is worth one quarter portion. Hello there, fellow fans, and welcome back to Home One Hangout. This is episode number 49. I am your host, Mike Moriarty, and with me again is my good buddy Ryan, a.k.a. Chuckles. Chuckles, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Mike? I am tired, but I'm here and I'm doing awesome. <laughs> gotcha. Awesome works. Tired works also. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> uh, and joining us again, we have another special guest host coming back, uh, my good friend, and one-third of the High Council, Steve Kirk of the San Diego Savers. Steve, how are you? And welcome back. Hello there, and thank you for having me back. This is a lovely bridge here you have on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try. I have a lot of mouse droids with little uh, brooms on their footies. <laughs> little brooms. <laughs> well, who doesn't love a good mouse droid cleaning up mouse droppings all over the place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I uh, thought those were messages. Wait, never mind. <laughs> exactly. Dropping yes. bits here and there. Uh, exactly. Uh, oh. Nice. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, Steve, I'm glad. I'm glad to have you back. The last time you were yeah. on uh, was easily one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It was a great discussion. Oh, I had so much fun, dude. That was yeah. that was amazing. So we uh, actually, uh, I have uh, actually, as I asked you, and I didn't get back with you. Did you have anything that you wanted to bring to the table on this episode? Star Wars. The, okay. Ooh, good call. Okay. I like Star oh, Wars. I just I like Star Wars. that out of nowhere. That, I mean, yeah. completely random. That, yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's why good, you're that's a good call. podcaster, man. I mean, just, yeah. Oh, man. Geez. Yeah. Man, well, you got to pick a you got to pick a topic that, you know, right? Ooh, I mean, honestly, ooh. you know, it just works. It just works. I might be rusty on this one, guys. You might have to carry this one. Uh Oh, <laughs> well, we could just talk about beer, Mike. Oh, <laughs> Now that I can do. <laughs> uh oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm just gonna go over here. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. Well, uh, interestingly enough, what I wanted to uh, talk about tonight was kind of inspired by something that uh, you said on the last episode you were on, Steve. Uh oh, uh, what did I do? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, uh, you inspired me. That is what you did. So, uh oh, <laughs> now I'm really I scared. Like I, should, I feel like I should sign a waiver or something now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, when, uh, we were talking about, uh, actually you brought up, uh, Ahsoka when I was asking you who you wanted to, uh, possibly interview on a podcast. Ooh, oh, yes. And, uh, you had mentioned that, uh, over time and where we see her now or where her story has left off, that she may have possibly, as you put it, possibly become something better than a Jedi. And, uh, that kind of got me thinking with where we see the Jedi now. So with, the Jedi seemingly starting anew after what we've seen in The Last Jedi and the mm. dogmatic, narrow-minded view uh, that the Jedi had in the past apparently being left behind. Where do you see the Jedi going in the future? Are they getting back to their roots? Are they becoming something better than they were or something new entirely? 
Huh. See, I... I'm sorry, I thought of, like, a horrible thing just then. Like, oh, they had something they had in the past apparently left behind. That was, like, the tree that had all the books and everything else. Are they getting back to their roots? No, because Yoda lit it on fire. Never mind. (laughs) The sacred Jedi texts! I like how your mind thinks. Yeah, I'm sorry, I immediately saw it's like, oh, the past they left behind. That was the tree with the books. And then you said, are they getting back to their roots? And I instantly thought, you just made a pun in my own mind without knowing it. Oh, man, I'm good. I know. God, that's good. That's the force at work right there. I know, right? Oh, my God. No. So who who wants to try and tackle this one? I mean, where where are the Jedi going? I mean, it's a valid question. It seems to be a lot of what ifs now. Okay, so yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I I guess I started this, didn't I? (laughs) You have done that yourself. In a way, from a certain point of view. So the books have got to factor into this somehow, right? Sure. I mean, they made the point that Ray took the books. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a plot element that has to be dealt with. So right. uh, Are the and yet, yet there's this big piece about the Jedi must end. But then Luke sits there right there at the end fighting Kylo saying, I will not be the last Jedi. Right. So thanks for throwing a bunch of stuff at us that contradicts each other. <laughs> well, that's what movies do. I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Wow. That's what Star Wars does. Excuse that's me. for sure. Yes. Yeah. So there will be some sort of, I, I, I imagine, Whatever new organization, we'll call it, because Jedi were an organization. They were a fraternal social club under 501c3 rules, Um, (laughs) religious organization. They, um, It'll be some sort of new organization. So it won't be tied to the dogmatic past that that failed the Jedi. I think think it's good, not only for the story, but for the franchise to kind of put a period on the Jedi and do something, you know, open the universe up in whole new ways here, still be very tied to the force, right. but maybe Ahsoka and Ray. Uh, I mean, Oh God, if only Ahsoka showed up in this movie. Oh, um, oh dear God. Oh, I didn't even oh, think about that. Oh, wow. oh, oh, <laughs> oh, um, created this new light side religious affiliation if you will a new a new jedi order but let's not call them Je- the jedi anymore right some some new direction that is more open mind less dogmatic um more willing to explore the force than the jedi have over the last 10,000 years let's say right that would be interesting and opens up a whole lot of storytelling for the future i like that yeah, I can see that. Like my first thought going into this is I think it's going to be something that's actually similar to the um this is going to sound really awful, but I honestly think it's going to go semi to the um uh the Jedi Academy games where mm. Kyle Katarn's like style of teaching was, look, it's the force. You can use it for good, you can use it for evil, but it's not like there's an inherent dark power. It's really what your intent with it is and how you use it. And that's what makes it that way. And that gives you more exploration of the force as well. And you can get really into like that kind of setting, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, I like that because there's all this speculation about 
light side, dark side? Is there a right. balance between the two? Exactly. Are Ray and Kylo yeah. going to get together? Is there some fusion between the light and the dark? Right. And yet there's always been this undercurrent, especially in the EU, that it's not necessarily binary. Right. And yeah. even to some extent, the Mortis arc kind of talks to this. It is kind of what yeah. you make it to be. Yeah. And I would be totally down for that becoming less binary, more nebulous. And it's a lot more about how a person uses it and why they use it and to what extent and to what ends than right. simply, you know, Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Right. Although I'm still down for more of that, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, who isn't, honestly? <laughs> well, you know, they, they kind of started touching on that in uh, some of the later Expanded Universe books. The you know, right. Luke and the Jedi were really looking at, you know, the elements of fear and anger. If they come from a place of righteousness, of love, of a sense of justice, right. they, they kind of saw that as it doesn't directly lead to the dark side. Your, your motivations are, is pure your motivation is pure. And, uh, I want to say that might've been in the, uh, balance. Was it the balance of the force books? It was the one right before legacy. Um, mm-hmm. when, when Jason was, was, well, yeah, no, it was the Jason arc when he was going bad. Um, oh yeah. 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 And they, yeah. they were really looking at that. Yeah. You could use fear and <laughs> anger as long as where it was coming from was, I guess, quote unquote, light side. Um, so they kind of were sort of moving in that direction of uh, a nebulous uh, uh, balance between light and dark. So um, that's interesting because that's one of the more advanced lightsaber forms too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring lightsabers into this somehow. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Really, it's 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 required. <laughs> well, I don't yes. think you understand. If you have a red lightsaber, you're evil. That's it. There's <laughs> no. so far that is true. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, yeah for, Form 7, known as Juyo, or Vapod, yeah. as Mace Windu used it, was was where a Jedi could draw upon deep emotions within them in a light side capacity. But it was, you know, that that's why it was almost a forbidden, slightly forbidden form. It was very dangerous to do unless you really had control over yourself. So right. there's canon precedent there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring up I'm going to bring up Qui Gon because it's never a bad time to bring up Qui Gon. No, of course um, not. It's always a good time with Qui Gon. Oh yeah. Because yeah. um, I really I, I, over the years I've become more and more of a Qui Gon Jinn fan, and yeah, um, that that might be part of the reason why Phantom Menace is my favorite prequel. But um, I really see him as what the Jedi should have been and what they possibly were before they blinded themselves with their own hubris, with their their own sense of power and uh, position within the Republic. And mm. I kind of feel like that's where the Jedi are heading towards. When you, you look at it, they're, uh, you know, they burned down the tree. They thought they burned down the books. And it's like, look, no, there's, there's a core. There, there's this core principle the Jedi are supposed to live by. And... It got lost, and that's why the Jedi got destroyed. They forgot who they were. They forgot what they they served the Force and not uh, the Chancellor, and they forgot that. Right. And they paid the price for that. And Luke kind of clung to that after Ben's fall, and he kind of worried about that. So mm. I really feel like mm. the the, the Qui Gon principle of being in the moment, 
and and just listening to the force is kind of the direction that they're going to be going that ray could be uh or you know luke's force ghost could lead her to be the next qui-gon jinn kind of figure in oh wow i don't know about the movies because this is the end of some saga but the way the force and the jedi could be going it could be going in that direction i feel i could buy that i would be okay with that no that totally works it really does actually yeah i'm glad i didn't sound too dumb It's a really weird topic to get into only because like we're trying to, you know, speculate as to, to be honest, what's going to happen in episode nine part of this. But, you know, it's also like we're also trying to figure out, like, what is the aftermath of episode nine? If that makes sense, hopefully because better than the aftermath books. Right. Say what? <laughs> I said hopefully better than the aftermath books. But yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. No, but um. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, let's assume that, I mean, honestly, it's not necessarily a given, but let's say there's a happy ending. Then it's one of those things where it's like, okay, does Rey now as the last Jedi start to train other pupils in the ways of the force? Are we going to get broom kid who follows his own dream or something like that? Are we going to have people just popping up knowing about the force and then not being told like about the like not being specifically taught the ways of the force, but just using it for their own methods. And hopefully it gets, I don't know. They listen to the force as it is like, you know, like Qui-Gon says, or it's one of those things where they try not to use it for their own benefit kind of thing. Mm. I don't know if that made sense at all, but like the whole idea is I'm trying to figure out is Ray going to open up a sort of Jedi Academy temple kind of thing and train people, or is it going to be the force is going to come naturally to a lot of people, which is going to basically be balanced within itself or is going to raise up a whole new sort of people who, well, if you have bad intentions, you're just going to become a dark force user in some sense. So I don't think they'll go as far as showing Ray creating like a new Jedi Academy. No, I don't think so either. I think there might be like a, um, I don't think they'll show that happening, but it mm. might be one of those things where it's like, Luke kind of looks on and sees her prospering and knows, all right, it is time for me. To, you must lead on. And yeah, that happens afterwards. It implies. They imply. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. There's, yeah, there's exactly. an implied future of something is going to continue on. Right. And you go, well, of course, then they're going to organize in there. We, you know, Broom Boy kind of illustrates there's already people still force sensitive being born. Right. Now with this hopeful future, we can go find them and teach them the ways of the light side and and the Ashla versus the Boga, if you remember EU. Um I know deep guts. So jeez. Uh so I, I think there'll be a night nice, that if they if they do this right, there'll be a lot of nice implications of where this can go. Right. With Without putting too much structure to it, because you don't want to lock yourself in yet for whatever, yeah. say, Ryan Johnson's going to do with his trilogy, let's say. Right. Right. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea of, of implied directions for it, because I kind of see sort of with Force on the rise again, sort of a return to pre-Empire views of the force like you know i've said this a million times you know the force is many different things to many different people you have uh yeah um 
Zeb's people and, and their their view of the Force and how it works with them. And then when you have Rogue One, you literally have a holy land with a, a myriad, uh, just a rainbow reflection of different uh, faiths running around. And there's some way connected to the Force. You know, you have the, the Kyber Temple. That, that They're not Jedi, you know. It, it's a completely different sect of believers that deals with the force. So you you could kind of have just, just like you guys said that those implied directions and it just shows this vast spread of, of this resurgence in the force in the, the infinite number of cultures throughout the star Wars galaxy. Um, so you could, I mean, you could, you could go in almost any direction. You don't have to stick with the Jedi. You could even be told, yeah, the Jedi are coming back over here, but, we're taking the story this way and seeing what's going on over yeah. here. Um, there really is like a lot. I mean, there's an infinite number of directions you could go with it. And, and that's, that's I, I think exactly where they have to, where they need to take it. Because again, they've got to live up to what they've said, which is this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Right. But having invested four and a half billion dollars into this, it's going to keep going. So you, all you can do is attach a bigger fire hose at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's more and more content and more and more merchandising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need the merchandising. No, you you really do. And like just as you were saying, it's one of those things where they really could just want to um get as much bang for their buck so they can go wherever they want. And that's actually exactly what needs to happen. Like they say they're going to end the Skywalker saga. It's going to end. We're going to go somewhere else, and it really needs to be able to be anything. I mean, right. we're getting, I mean, even in, I don't know how much the Force is going to be in it, but we have the Mandalorian series that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, that's a huge thing that we can get with there. We can get back in the Mandalorian culture. We can go with that. There's um, the new season of Clone Wars that's going to be coming out eventually that kind of gets back into the past of things. Oh, you have no idea how hyped I am for this. Oh my gosh. Mm, I'm sitting here looking at my Clone Wars save poster right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I am. I am. I was just talking to Mike about this. I am still itching for news about that since last celebration. Oh my God. (sighs) Oh, 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 oh. Well, I'm just thinking Chicago's coming up. I had not yet considered what they could possibly reveal about Clone Wars. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, yeah. Oh, what if they give you the first episode like they've done in the past? Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even... You're welcome. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. I have some books to read. Oh, boy. It's <laughs> gracious. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Well, you know, one way they could explore these various implications is with some friggin' video games. Oh, not by EA, you mean? Yeah, not by EA. No, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You, You know what I... Man, you know what I want to happen will never happen? I want Square Enix to get... Star Wars. No, never happened. No, no, it won't. It won't. No. It won't. It won't. A, a Japanese. Company. I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know. Although, I know. imagine a Star Wars game in the style of <gasps> Metal Gear Solid. Oh wow! Ooh, ooh, yeah. 
That's actually so. I don't. I don't know if um you might have heard this, but I remember I talked to Matt and Mike about this a bunch. But what I've been clamoring for is an Assassin's Creed style game where you play as Quinlan Voss, where you do all the in yeah, where you do all the investigating with your psychometry power, and you go through things and you quote catch the bad guy at the right place because you have all the clues. Like I am. I'm fine with this. Yeah, that's that's what I've that's like my dream video game in the Star Wars universe. And that is why you are the game master. I try. I try. (laughs) Okay, but there has to be at least a chapter of the story in there that intersects with his story with Asajj Ventress. Oh, (laughs) Oh my. Okay, you. Oh, my gosh. Please don't break our hearts. You really have to listen to the episode that we just recorded because I actually talk about that. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. We yeah, you'll catch up. We got it. But yeah. Oh okay, my god. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. What what about uh what about Bethesda? I'd be fine with that. I mean that would work. Yeah. The the problem I'm having with and this is like a very small problem I have with Bethesda, is that we've seen Fallout seventy six, we've seen Fallout Four, we've seen Skyrim, and they're all basically just to me, they're really reskins of each other, and that's been their games for the past seven years. Yeah, I can agree with that. But if they could give me one Star Wars that's like Skyrim, I, I'd I'd be fine. I don't want another Skyrim game. I don't. There is it's it's one of those weird things where it's mm, when I let me scale that back an Elder Scrolls Star Star Wars game. Hmm. For for me, Fallout Four, Fallout seventy six, and uh, uh, Skyrim are too big, too open world without a good guideline quest line. If that makes sense, That's it fair. is way too easy to get sidetracked. It is yep. way too easy to have no idea where you're going. On a side note to that, and I don't know if this is my you know fanboy showing or whatnot, but Zelda Breath of the Wild. Wild is bigger than Skyrim, but it's not as cluttered, so you can still see where to go. You can still see something in the distance that says, oh, hey, I should go this way and something will be there kind of thing. I don't know if that's just my Zelda talking or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I know you've never brought up Zelda before, so that's new, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, never. I can agree because I've got over 600 hours into Skyrim. Yeah. And I'm still and the cool thing is I'm still finding stuff I've never found before. The exactly. Thing is I'm still finding stuff I've never found before. See, and that's part of the thing cuz like again, I I know, but um like I played Breath of the Wild, I've completed it and I did all of the shrines and that took me less time to complete the game, get all the shrines. I definitely did not get all the Korok seeds. I definitely did not do all the quests. And I know there are things I haven't discovered in that. But I still haven't gotten through, I want to say, a quarter of the main quest line in Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, this is the second episode in a row we have gone off on a non-Star Wars tangent. And that's perfectly fine. Oh, we yeah. do that. That's that's the now, whole point. Because we're really back. Let, so we can bring it yeah. back by yeah. talking about, I'm really, really pleased that Jedi Fallen Order coming out soon yes is being done by stig asmussen who worked on god of war Ooh. i did not know that yeah, i didn't know that Ooh. 
Nice. Um, so I used to work with Stig. So I, I won't say we're old drinking buddies or anything, but gotcha. I knew him when he was at Santa Monica studio, when I was working at PlayStation and, you know, yeah. chatted and ran into him and all sorts of, I like what he's done. Yeah. And I mean, it, it would have been very easy for the God of War franchise to just lather, rinse, re- repeat and get really boring really quickly. But he injected some really good stuff into it after uh, Corey Barlog left after the first one and kept kept it going in some new and wonderful directions. Um, and then when he left and he went, now he's at Respawn and they're doing Jedi Fallen Order. I'm really intrigued. Unfortunately, EA bought them, but I'm really intrigued where Stig's going to take that game. Yeah. Um, just the thing, I just looked this up. Um, it's confirmed that Fallen Order has a release date of fall t- of this year. Oh. And yeah. it's rumored that it's going to be November. Huh. That would make sense. I would, yeah. I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting that from a, looks like either a Twitter or Reddit post on Star Wars leaks. So, yeah. So let's see. This is 2019. They announced a Star Wars game back in 2016. So it's been a good three years, which means it's probably been a good yeah. year or more before that that they were concepting and prototyping. So yeah. this is a four to five year game. Yeah. Uh, and they also, they also had a soft announce at a E3 last right. year. Yeah. So so yeah. yeah yeah I that's plenty of time. They're not rushing it. They put in their time. Yeah. I am I am optimistic. I'm optimistic as well. However, it is EA. Therefore, therefore. Okay. So you're right. That's, that's I, I know. I know. It's that's the it's, thorn it, in the side. But yes, keep in mind yes. they started working on the game before EA bought them. That's true. That's uh, true. Yeah. So I'm hoping. So if so, so they kept both of the yeah. Yeah, so Respawn announced that they were doing a Star Wars game 2016. Yep. In May of 2016, EA bought them November of 17. Right. So they were they had already prototyped and and gotten investment and and done all this stuff. Yeah. Well ahead of EA. So cross your fingers EA has not put their fingers in the pie too much. Yeah. I will say I did like the single player campaign in Battlefront 2. I did like that a lot. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, the, and the, the storyline was really good. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, it was mainly a multiplayer game. The single player was way too short. They did add on the um, DLC afterwards, like the free yep. DLC. Yeah, that was pretty to cool. The extra expanded storyline, which was pretty cool because it was like, oh, hey, this is 20 years later, yeah. you know, which, okay, it's a cool add on. It's nice. But yeah. Well, and I also liked, remember how Aiden and and boyfriend got together at the end of the first story mission. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so then everybody was going, Oh, what if Ray, those are Ray's parents? Oh yeah. And, and no. the new DLC came out. <laughs> I was like, no, two weeks, two weeks ahead of last Jedi and said, mm, <laughs> no, nice try. Yep. But it, it kind of sucked. Cause they were totally leading everybody on with that. I love that though. <laughs> I think I think it's not that they were leading everyone on; it's that they didn't say it wasn't. That's really uh, what it was. Okay. Well, they, like, they we're not obviously already had the wrong. They had the DLC plan, so they didn't want to leak anything about it. So they let right. the internet troll themselves. Yes, yes, is what happened. Yeah, um, all the 
while sitting back twirling their mustaches going. <laughs> yeah. Um, just as a thing also on uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, um, toys were announced for October. Oh my, lots oh. of toys. Yeah. Nice. My yeah. goodness. Yeah, um, apparently, um, merchandise will be available in October 2019, is what they were saying. Um, oh, I'm looking at... <laughs> oh, I know, ex- I know, exactly. Well, just in time for Black Friday, uh, right? Oh, snap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you Friday. know what? I just thought about this. They might have some announcements about this at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, oh of course. Likely, yeah. yeah. On the merchandise Absolutely. and the game and everything else. Yeah. Yep. They, yep. they might even have, them like, a, um... Like an alpha or a beta. It's a little early for that. It is early. It is early for that. But uh, I'm wishful thinking. You know how it is. Uh, No, absolutely. Um, These days, and especially if they're going to have they announced the platforms for it. All I have, I'm on their website right now. All I have is a sign up for our newsletter. I do see shop on origin. But that might be just on, yeah, no, that's just the EA side itself, so never mind. Well, so I'm thinking if if it's a console game, you're not going to do a beta more than, say, three months from a release. No. Just having been kind of having been through all that. Right. You can't do it six, six months ahead. You're way too early. And trust me, things are not locked down far enough to do a beta at that point. Especially because all you're going to get is people complaining about how things aren't done yet. So, oh, there's yeah. a bug here. There's a bug there. This doesn't look right. No, no, no. This exactly. Funky. And then it just yeah. comes out bad, basically. So. Yeah, you just get a bad, bunch of bad press well before it's ready to be shown. Right. Well, man, I, I, that was really good insight into that. I'm glad I asked that <laughs> question. I'll no. puff myself up for that one. <laughs> And all no. it took was for uh, a little inspiration from uh, the captain here. So, hey. <laughs> ah, well, that's what captains do. Exactly. <laughs> and and it doesn't hurt that over on our podcast, we recently did uh, a speculation episode. We were just like, well, we've avoided it, but uh, let's just jump in and speculate. Gotcha. <laughs> that was so a very good go. episode. I like that one. Yep. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, we rambled on for like two hours and can't believe we did that. Oh. Oh, I can. Are you kidding me? Ramble <laughs> on about Star Wars for two hours? Come on. Well, that never happens. It, it's one of those things I sit here going, hey, let's speculate about this. You know, knowing us, oh, I hope we get 20 minutes out of this and then two <laughs> hours later. Well, you know, you got to go on tangents and, you know, you got to go on about Zelda. You got to go on about Skyrim. You got to go on about James Bond, you know, and how everything put, comes together. So, hey. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard much about the new James Bond lately. Neither have I. I heard it's called Bond think- Twenty Five. <laughs> oh wow, that's a that's a good that's a good name. Strong title. Mm. Yeah. Have they have they confirmed um who the Bond is? It's going to be Daniel Craig one more time. It is okay. Yeah, he's doing one last one. You you know they, they said that to um oh who is it? They said that to Sean Connery, and then he came back again after that. So you know. Yeah. I I think Daniel's done after this though. I, I'm I'm sure he is. He's I, got to he, move on. Yeah, he wants to do other things. So yeah. yeah. Before he gets yep. too old. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't need to be the next Sean Connery for that one. So. No. 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 Uh, and, where's, and where's my Kenobi movie, please? Yes, please. Oh, where? Yes, still, where? Please. Still waiting. Oh, please. Uncle Bob and Kath, come on. Just just do it. Do it. Talk to me at Celebration. I, and if you don't talk to me at Celebration, talk to me at D3. Nice. Yeah. D23, sorry. Yeah. 
Oh, you going to D23? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I said I wasn't going to celebration either, but we're seeing now, well, that's working out. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm. It's funny how those things work out. Yeah, actually, I think D23 is over my birthday weekend this year, so... August 23rd through the 25th. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Happy birthday. Have a convention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gosh. Yeah, one I don't have to pay for. That's fantastic, actually. That's the best kind. <laughs> oh, exactly. Tell me about it. Yep. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, I got one last thing I wanted to ask, and I'm bringing this question yeah. from our show. Oh, you already answered, Chuckles. Calm down. Um, All right. Oh. <laughs> I want to answer again. Come on, please. Uh, you have to give a different answer. You can't. You can't repeat it. Uh, uh, last week we talked about uh, bringing a book into uh, onto the silver screen. So, Steve, if uh, there was one book from the expanded universe and one book from the Disney era that you could have turned into a movie, what would they be? Ooh. Okay, let's start with the Disney era. I'm going to try and make a guess, but I'm not going to say it. It's definitely not Aftermath. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm shocked. Chagrined and bewildered. Indeed. No. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What's one of my favorite? Oh, oh. See, I had my answer in five seconds. He's got to think oh. about this one. Well, I just want to. No, no, I'm you're gonna, you want to be right. You want to be right. I got you. Well, there's, there's just, there's just no wrong is kind of that, you know, as long as it's not aftermath, there's no, yeah, wrong. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Um, you could do the Ahsoka novel. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> that, that was actually, that was the first one I thought of, but was my second choice. My second choice would be Bloodline. Okay. <sighs> yeah. That almost seems like a natural prequel to the sequel trilogy it does yeah because yeah. that's does where you that's where you first hear the words first order yeah yeah chronologically speaking yeah so that'd be good okay yeah um then eu you said yes my eu is rusty so i uh... it's okay my eu is rusty as well um courtship of princess leia <laughs> See, I have I, I have read it. It's in my queue. I've got a bunch of stuff R in my really? queue. Really? Really? I know. I know. We, should, we should bring Steve in on our book club we're going to do. You totally should. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of the Bane series right now, okay? <gasps> so am I. So am I. Oh, my so, gosh. Oh. Well, I, I really like the Thrawn series, but I actually don't want that coming to the screen. I can agree with that. Right. Yeah. Because we already have the new Thrawn, at least in Rebels, and right. I want to see that. I kind of like the new Thrawn better. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. Right. So I don't. I don't want to mess that up. So could I? Th that's only because Mickelson does the voice. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, yes. yeah, and and he's he's just such a smooth operator. He is. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's where, so beautiful. Where it felt like Zahn's first Thrawn, Thrawn version one. Was more... I got I got smug from it like a lot more smug from it I thought yeah that's a good word for it is just yeah. he was he was a little too full of himself yes he was he was overconfident 
And I don't ever think Thrawn would be overconfident. I think he would be, I am calculating that this is what's going to happen. I Mm. think it will work. But if it doesn't, I have contingencies. Yes. In, in In the original Thrawn trilogy, he knew he was good. In the books we have now, he uses the fact that he is good. Yeah. He doesn't let yeah, it yeah, overshadow yeah. himself. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. And he's in, in, in Thrawn version one, like I said, he's full of himself. He already believes he's at the pinnacle of what he is, where Thrawn version two, the new canon Thrawn is still always learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. It's, he's a, I, I, I almost hate, to say this, but he's a little bit more humble. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Without sacrificing the confidence, of course. Yeah. Right. So, so what about the first Bane book? Ooh, yes. Yeah. So the rise of Darth Bane. Yeah. I know, I know so many people go Revan and that would be interesting, but that's that unfortunately, actually, fortunately would end up needing to be a trilogy, not a single yeah. movie. Yeah. That opens yeah. up a lot. Yeah. But if you, you did, and to be fair, if you did the first Bane book, it would open up more stuff. But it's very interesting to see, even if you did it as a single movie, I think you could kind of do it in a silo that way. The Where Bane came from, how he came to be, how he allowed the Sith to destroy themselves, basically, and, and how he then found Revan's holocron and created the rule of two and set the stage for the next thousand years. Like you could, yeah. you could just show that one book story and it would be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even in, even in, and maybe it's a second book cause I'm in the middle of it. He starts talking about, you know, this plan I have is going to bring down the Republic and the Jedi order. And it could be, you know, decades. It could be hundreds of years. But it is that foretelling of the Republic will fall even before this. And you figured, you know, this was written back in the 90s. This is before the prequels were written. So it's before you saw the Republic fall. And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually was like um, kind of holding the headphones away from me because I have not started the second book yet, but I'm good. (laughs) Uh, No, there were no spoilers there. You're fine. Okay. We're all fine. I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't want to interrupt you because nope, I knew you nope. were on a roll there. But yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no spoilers. Spoiler free. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just I'm going to have to go back and read Bane again. It's been too long. Yeah, I, it's probably been a few years. I'm doing a lot of it on audiobook nowadays, and right, I, I'm getting through stuff kind of faster that way because time to actually sit down and focus on only reading a book is challenging these days. Yeah. I, I'm actually really happy because I've got spring break coming up soon, which means I get to catch up on my reading. So nice. Yeah. See, very happy I, about I that. I usually have to stick with physical books because I don't have time for audiobooks because I'm too busy catching up on all the podcasts I listen to. <laughs> it, it's a trade-off for me. I'll, I'll do podcasts for a couple of weeks then I'll do a book for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's a good system. Yeah. Cause I'm, I, I commute. So I'm in, I'm in the yeah. car two plus hours a day so I can, you know, I can practically get through a book in a week, week and a half. Yeah, I, I, I also commute, and that I taught a summer class, and that's actually how I got through the first book of Game of Thrones was audiobook. Mm, mm. Yep, and that was not a small book. 
No, no, it was not. But when you commute for what, 40 minutes each way mm-hmm. and you do that every day for a month, that was, Oh, got it. No problem. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My morning is 45. My afternoon can be as long as an hour and a half. If it's oh, yeah. 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 I, I go through a bridge tunnel, but usually I'm, I get away before it gets really, really packed. So yeah. I get lucky in that regard. There's a lot of strategy uh, in commuting. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. That's, 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 that's why we just need air speeders, you know, air speeders yeah. to go over the water and everything else. Oh yeah. They're called hovercrafts. We have them. They're just way too expensive. I have too many trees oh, that's true. me and work. I can't use a hovercraft. Oh, you need uh, a swoop bike. Yes. Not if you can hover over the trees. Ooh. But they'd have to be constant forest of trees. There couldn't be any gaps because then you'd probably run into a tree. Science aside, I'd probably way. run into a tree either way, Chuckles. I mean, it doesn't matter. That's true. That's true. I, I am not Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh man! Uh, practice, well, young Padawan. Practice. Uh, I will try. <laughs> there is no try. Uh, you really had to go there, didn't you, Mike? School. You really had to go there. Oh, yep. He opened the door. I know. He really did. Oh, my gosh. I have done that myself. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess that uh, is going to wrap it up for episode 49. Chuck, thank you for Woo. coming on. Yep. And, Steve, thank you so much for coming on again. A honored guest and always welcome back. It is always a pleasure to be here, sir. I appreciate you inviting me. Absolutely. We will always we will always make time to make sure you come back on uh, in the future. Woohoo. Uh, and I want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk about that galaxy far, far away. Uh, I also want to thank our Patreon supporter who's on the show right now, Steve. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Have you seen my dice? Uh, as, <laughs> General as, Kenobi. <laughs> you, you said hello there. I mean, no one followed it up, really? No? Oh, no, Matt, no. Matt took care of it last time. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> um, as our, our third tier uh, supporter, uh, we definitely want to uh, say thank you here on the air. And, oh, actually, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you plug, plug uh, San Diego Sabres when we get to that part. So you were far more eloquent on that than I am. If uh, you would like to become a supporter of our show and our network, you can head over to patreon.com slash homeonehangout uh, if you want to support us financially and keep the show going and uh, help us to grow. Please be sure to check out our past shows as well, uh, our other pod series, Legends of Home One Hangout, and now Speeder Chat that has been added to our run schedule. If you want to talk to us and uh, get in touch with us, you can get us on email, homeonehangout at gmail.com, and Twitter and Facebook is at homeonehangout. But... Once again, because Matt is gone and busy, we have to have something else <laughs> of where to get each of us. So, Chuckles, where can they get each of us individually? All right. If you want to talk to Mike, who really, really should have pulled harder for Jarek, oh. Oh. You, you can reach him at the Fanboy 08s. If you want to talk to Matt, who's actually playing through Jedi Academy again right now, you can reach him at Matt Spatzel. And if you want to talk to me about how the overarching hero's tale of the Legend of Zelda links to Star Wars, oh. ah, I see what you can reach you can reach me at Prof Chuckles. Prof underscore Chuckles. Awesome. <laughs> and Steve, where can the listeners uh, find you and information about San Diego Sabres? Well, Mike, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> 
radio voice. So, SanDiegoSabers.net is our website. We have all our social media up there. We are SD Sabers Podcast on Twitter, San Diego Sabers on Facebook, and there are Instagram and YouTube things going on. And I will also let everyone know, um, for the hundreds of thousands of listeners you have, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm rounding there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a heck of a round. In, I, thank you. In, um, in approximately one week, on March 9th, we will be in Palm Springs, Palm Desert to be precise, but nobody knows where Palm <laughs> Desert is. Palm Springs, California, at the Penguin Saber Academy Open Lightsaber Tournament. And we will be live streaming the event. What? What? And oh, so you will hear me and our Battlemaster, Eric, commentating ESPN style along with our good friends, our collective good friends between you and I, Fode and Bede from Starbecue. Oh, you couldn't not have that kind of a team. We have been planning this live stream for weeks, if not months, if not years, and this is going to be stellar. And we're going to have Nick from, from Penguin's Abrid Academy. We, we saw him this last weekend up in L.A., and he said he's already got like 52 people said they're coming. Wow. Nice. And awesome. we're anticipating close to 40 fighters fighting, which is this this man is a networking yeah. god. Wow. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be exciting. We're going to have some fantastic color commentary. Um, if you've ever listened to Food and Beat, you know how colorful it can be. <laughs> uh, but anyway, March 9th on a Saturday in the evening of Pacific Standard Time, uh, you can look on San Diego Sabres on Facebook, and we will certainly post all the information for the live stream there. But something to be watched as long as you're probably 21 plus. <laughs> well, nice. Heck yeah, guys. If you're listening, that, oh man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm on spring break then, so yes. <laughs> oh, I will be off. Heck yes. I'm yeah. Oh man, even better. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Jimmy party. Right there. You go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, if you want to listen to the show and follow us, you can get us on the Podbean app. They host our show, and you can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud now, and most podcatcher apps that are out there. We would also really appreciate it if you uh, took the time to give us a rating or review, particularly on iTunes. It helps get the show noticed and bumps us up there in the lineup and uh, helps grow the show and grow the Home One Homie family. The opening song you heard at the beginning of the show was produced by Dead Cat Bounce, and they can be found on SoundCloud and Facebook. So, again, thank you for listening, and until next time, may the Force be with you. And also with you. And with all of us. This podcast exists purely for entertainment and information purposes. This podcast is not endorsed nor supported by the Walt Disney Company, Lucasfilm Limited, or 20th Century Fox. Any and all trademark names, characters, and audio clips are the property of the respective copyright and trademark holders. 